0: Betches Media presents Ha Ha, Laugh, Funny, Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Oh, go check me,
1: bro. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and I'm excited to be joined for the first time in a little while by a good friend of mine, a good fellow Betches podcaster of mine. Please welcome
2: Danny Murphy. Hi, Dylan. Always good to start the week with you.
1: Oh, well, I appreciate it. And right back at you. I was looking back in the uh, in the old archives and the last time... Lay Archive. <laughs> the the lay archives. And the last time you were here on Mention it All was uh, around the beginning of the Atlanta season, so wow. I felt like it was a good it was a good time to check back in and see yes. how we're doing 18 or so odd weeks later.:
2: <laughs> We made it We made it to the dog bones. Yes,
1: yes. We've made it. We have a whole couch full of bone collectors.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did love that, yes. I do. I mean, they are good at the bone collecting.
1: Yeah, the funny thing about that is that it's like on a perfect housewives franchise everyone but, should be collecting yes, the bones.
2: I'm like it's a job not, requirement.
1: It, it is. If you only have one person collecting bones, it's going to be a long season and yes. um you could say it has been a long season, but <laughs> before we get before we get further into Atlanta, we have some more uh some more breaking news to get to yeah. and that is that one Onika Tanya Mirage, aka Nicki Minaj, has uh, officially come for Garcelle. She was on, she was on Queen Radio, her you know Apple Music like talk show on Sunday night. She was live, ranting and raving as she's wont to do about
2: she, her thing. many yeah. things,
1: many people. If if Nicki Minaj is anything at this point, she is a lover of having beef. <laughs> but, she loves. Oh yes,
2: yeah, she does.
1: So she brings up, she brings up this lady, which is is Garcelle. It's a, a, a we we know it's Garcelle, and 100%. she is basically m- mocking the fact that Garcelle was upset about people being in her son's comments, which we've talked about the bot thing mm-hmm. because. This all stems back from about a year ago when Garcelle was on The Real, and she interviewed Jennifer Huff, who is the woman who accused Nicki Minaj's husband of sexual assault, Mm -hmm. which was a whole situation in the past. There was a conviction. She came back with a lawsuit. She said she was being harassed. It's a whole thing. We don't need to get into all the details. But... Somebody who worked at the show that Garcelle also worked on booked her as a guest, and Garcelle yeah. did her job and interviewed her.
2: As, I went back, she, as Garcelle said on Beverly Hills, it's pop culture, it's news. I have to talk about it, about Erica's Diamonds, and about Nicki Minaj. Yes,
1: and I actually went back this morning and watched that interview. It was a, a, a little less than 20 minutes long, and yeah. Garcelle barely speaks during it. <laughs> it, it that was... <laughs> That was the thing that I was struck by is in this interview, it really is Jennifer and her lawyer talking for the vast majority of the time. And the real co-hosts are really just there to kind of like prompt them to go a a certain direction in the story. But like, it was not a panel discussion. It's not like sometimes on these shows, it's like, Oh, we're talking about this, that. And like you say something that could kind of get you in trouble. It's like, Garcelle did not really say anything. All she did oh. was sit down in the chair and like read off the cue card. Okay.
2: yeah. Yeah, it's not like this came out of nowhere. Like they Nikki has been this has been discussed about a lot in Nikki's life. Mhm. And so, you know, Nikki's
1: basically saying that Garcelle shouldn't get to have an opinion because um she said, you know, something that could impact her son and, you know, she says, "I see why that left white man left you." And it's like oh. Nikki Nikki, oh, Nikki, Nikki.
2: I just <laughs> am so confused why. Like that because I know I because it's so funny because when you told me like oh when you to talk about Nikki and Garcella. I was like huh because last night Nikki was going against um uh like like so many other people that I was like how did she fit Garcella into this hour long broadcast but she found a way I guess
1: right like there was the whole Megan the Stallion thing yeah she's Clement talking Ray. shit yeah. about Lotto like there's. Everybody under the sun, but somehow Garcelle is also being dragged into this. And it just feels like I okay, first of all, I don't know how much Nicki Minaj actually follows the like housewives drama. We know She's not like
2: Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. We
1: know we know she watches Potomac, iconically. Yeah. But like I don't know if she knows that these were like this was like a bot attack that was like sending racist coordinated messages to Garcelle's son, or if somebody was kind of just in her ear saying Garcelle made some mess about comments. You know, so I don't know if Nicki Minaj really... Like I could see her easily not really having the full uh, mm-hmm. picture there, but either way, it's like, why are we here? Why do you? Yeah, why this? is
2: this? Why is this getting brought up? That was my main confusing thing. I'm like, why is this on her docket of things to discuss on her Queen radio show? And it's like a thing too, where I feel like Garcelle. I hope she doesn't respond because she doesn't need to, or nor should she, because it's like, what is what is the situation even going on here? But it's it just like sucks that it gets brought up again for Garcelle and her kid too.
1: And I think also the fact that Nicki Minaj, more than almost anyone else I can think of, has this army of fans Barbs, yes. that are extremely reactive, extremely dedicated to whatever the cause of the day is, and it <laughs> makes me, it makes me nervous that Marcel oh. or her son or anybody else is going to get just mm, a barrage but. of new attention from this, and I just don't want to go back to that place.
2: I- I feel f- the only reason I think they're safe is they barbs mean they get mad when it comes in like to like the Billboard Hot 100. I feel and like any person like that. I think <laughs> they're like I think they're like still I Garcelle might be safe from that. I feel they're still like just going against Cardi B for reasons I don't totally know why in 2022. So hopefully Garcelle's low on there because I don't I don't think she has the energy for that. I I I certainly do not. I don't the barbs are the barbs are on one. They're, they're next so- level. They're impressive but scary. Unless Garcelle releases music and starts outcharting uh, Nicki Minaj, she should be safe from the bar. I mean, super freaky Garcelle could be a remix. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, can we also die that Nicki released literally a Queen mix on the day Queen Elizabeth died? <laughs>
1: like, Nicki! Her timing is nothing if not <gasps> poetic.
2: Uh, that's the thing. It's like, when she's good, she is so fun to like watch as an entertainer. But when she does things like this, I'm like, it breaks my heart. It just makes me so...
1: Well, and I think as people who love obviously watching reality TV, following pop culture there, we like when there's a feud, we like when there's mess. All of this stuff makes it more entertaining and engaging to follow along with all of this stuff. But then there is a fine line when it goes to a place where it's like, this isn't something that is worth fighting about, Mm -hmm. or there's the darkness to it, or it just is... Counterproductive to everyone's best interests, and with it's like I don't I don't mind if Nicki and Cardi are feuding or whatever you know through no. a shoe whatever like those oh, things that can am- be yeah right like oh God if we could be so young and
2: well that's but, what's so interesting. I was like so curious so I'm like Nicki tell me about like this behind the scenes music drama that you're having with people wanting to like stop people from going on your remix that's interesting drama I care about with Nicki that's so how much I am going against like a Real housewife's son. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about the husband. <laughs> no. <Let's> yeah. <laughs> i also the husband. I'm like, Garcelle's like, yeah, I printed that email. I sent that email out to everybody. I'm aware my husband left me back then. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I. You mentioned Jennifer Lawrence, though. I'm loving on oh. this year's J-Law press tour, how now it's just like a known talking point to bring up Real Housewives because <laughs> she did it. She mentioned it in her... Uh, Vogue seventy three questions video about telling Bethany she's not a chef and her favorite housewife is Sonia and then in this uh, in this panel discussion she and Brian Tyree Henry are totally just getting into Beverly Hills
2: there in the she loves nothing more than being like guys I'm just the girl downtown yeah like oh, come over like why am I in a dress let's like order some seamless watch housewives <laughs> happy she loves to be happy with that does would I want to hang out with her. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my vibe about all that. Yeah. But interesting. And that's based on just like, I don't know. It just kind of, cause my thing with that, like I love her, but then she does things that I'm just like, Oh, why is this happening? You know what I mean? The main thing from that interview, I mean, this is not the bug, but when she talked about how like 30 rock made her a Democrat, I'm like, what <laughs> I'm Like <laughs> now you're like, it's almost like she's like, um, what's that thing called? Like mad libs of relatability where she's like, I love Housewives, 30 Rock, Democrat. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, babe?
1: <laughs> I get that. I think there are certain... I love finding out that celebrities are Bravo watch fans. Housewives. Yes. But there are certain celebrity Bravo fans that I would want to sit down and watch it with. Yes. And certain ones that I'm like, mm. like I would watch Housewives with Sarah Paulson in a heartbeat. Yes. And Rihanna,
2: I'd watch Random Pump Rules with. Yes.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: You're not... J Law, I would, I would watch, I would watch TV with J Law. I don't know, you know, I yeah, you know, maybe I'd take it back. She could be fun, but I don't know. I feel she would like try to like keep on doing impressions of them, and it'd be like getting like too much, and I'd be like, no, okay, no, Jennifer Lawrence, you're you have an Oscar, like can we just watch the show?
0: <laughs> Calling all my honeys! Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. Whether you're a bride, a wedding guest, or simply seeking everyday smoothing, Honey Love is the go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. For a limited time, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link honeylove.com/mia. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com/mia. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back and thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Move with confidence, thanks to honey Love. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times best-selling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer.
1: I was, as I was watching the Atlanta reunion last night, I was thinking, I want to see Kiki Palmer do Drew Sedora so bad.
2: Ooh, ooh. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. as like
1: a totally ridiculous, like sketch character. Yeah. I think Kiki could do a hysterical <laughs> Drew Sedora.
2: <laughs> and I do love Drew.
1: I love to drop it with Drew, yes. We've talked about this, I think, earlier this season, that Drew is, is, she's a lot, and I don't always agree with her or think she's in the right, but I... I do enjoy the
2: energy that she, she brings to the show because she brings a Taurus energy, which is me. So I do love that. And when because me and Evan on the virtual reality for Page Six, we interviewed her, and I was like, I just have to let you know I'm a Taurus. She's like, that's all she wanted to talk about. So any Housewives <laughs> horoscope astrology crossover DM Drew, she will talk to you about it. And I like that she kind of like she knows how to have fun, but also get a get like get something going. Hmm. Her her thing with Sonya, <laughs> oh, I, I think. Yeah. It's more, it's
1: deeper than kind of it came across during the season or it felt like it needed to be. I, I think it's strange because in reality, we know that they weren't <laughs> quote unquote friends yes, yes. for more than a few months because they Literally. met some some shortly, uh, some period of months maybe before the season really started filming. And then they were... Already on bad terms by the maybe the fifth episode of yeah, the season. Before that. we could even blank. Yeah. And so it's it's funny. I think Sonya maybe has a little bit of like almost like shock syndrome, a little mm. bit of I really thought going into this season and this experience of being on the show that you were gonna be. Her ally. Kind of my my thing to cling on to. Mm. And Drew clearly really was
2: like, I, that's not me. No. Like, I don't... No. Well, that's what Marlo told her. Told Sonny that she's going to have to get tougher skin to be a housewife, mm-hmm. which makes sense. And I do love... <laughs> Drew is really not trying to get that relationship going anywhere. My favorite part literally was when Andy was like, well, she's crying. There's tears.
0: <laughs> I literally was
2: like, Drew. Drew's, uh, Drew, the... She has sort of a
1: gift for the way she words things. And yeah. I, there are certain housewives, I think Candace kind of has this gift too, where the way she phrases things, it, it, it's so over the top mm-hmm. and ridiculous. And she's like, Well, Andy, you know, there's water in the eyes,
2: <laughs> which like, would suggest. And she, it's, like, it's a thing. She, she, she knows how to argue with facts so much. And like I feel like so many people probably listening and like, because I know I have been in arguments when people do that, where like, well, this is like that person's upset. And you're like, well, they're clearly I did something and now they're having a reaction to it. And we're like, no, that is upset. They just know how to like detach, like, like break things down <laughs> to sum it up as a sentence in a way that is like such like emotional warfare in an awful way to interact with, but a great way to watch. Right, to
1: have someone who is such a kind of nonsensical backboard mm-hmm. for whatever you're throwing their way where you're like I know you to be somebody who lies and you're you can you can do the mental gymnastics of well, you're saying something that I might have said, <laughs> but when I said it, I said it in a way that made it so you
2: and it's like, no, no, no. You told a lie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just you just have to own it and have it be that. Like, yeah. Also, and also it's especially like at the reunion. This is when you just like if you have some shit you have to nod along to, you not along to, and then Andy will keep the train moving. It's the best time to bring something up.
1: And I, I really liked that there was an audience question about why Drew interrupts people and speaks over people so much, because I was already getting frustrated mm. in the first half of this reunion episode when Sonia's like, okay, so I'm going to tell. And Drew's like, you better say it. And Sonia's like,
2: I literally am halfway into my first sentence. I know. (laughs) Sonia does not seem like, I don't know if she's loving being a housewife. I, I I feel mixed things about that. Because I think in
1: one way, she said that Drew is the only woman in the group who she really doesn't keep in touch with since filming. And I do think that she did a pretty good job of becoming part of the group in this first season. And I think uh, when you're looking, I mean, Drew should have been the easiest one. You're looking at a cast of Kenya, Marlo, Sheree, Candy. Like those women don't need to befriend the newbie. So I think the fact that Sonya was able to kind of establish herself as friends of these women is true is impressive in a way, but also I do think maybe she wasn't, maybe she's not loving the drama part of it. And the her reaction to Drew, I think <coughs> Drew is so good at kind of turning off the emotions where she's like, no, like I think Sonia's a flip flopper and I'm going to beat that into the ground and not recognize the fact that she might actually be upset by this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sonia is kind of like, even if we weren't, like real life good friends I still feel a way about how you kind of tossed me aside
2: and yeah. Drew Drew is better at playing the game that is tr- that yeah I feel that that is the thing You know, it almost is funny though because then I was like Drew I because I I don't Drew doesn't have like a person she's super close close with on the cast I almost feel like she has a lot of like She's, like, friendly with Kenya now and everything like that. And it's kind of funny, like, her and Marlo, when they were sitting next to each other on the couch, I'm like, yeah, they're both kind of, like... they like Drew has less enemies than Marlo, but I'm kind of like, who is her, like, tether or person that I know is, like, her, like, BFF on it? I feel like she doesn't have one.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was actually surprised how much <clears throat> ground she made up with Kenya this season because last year... I mean, aside from LaToya, who turned out to be a non-factor, <laughs> Drew's biggest, you know, feud in the cast was with Kenya. Yeah. And this season, it felt like they actually were on really good terms with each other for pretty much the whole season. They seem
2: sweet. Like, they had good, like, scenes yeah. together just one along.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think Kenya particularly cares about Drew as a friend IRL, but I do think that they you know, we're good for each other on the show this season. Yeah. But I i mean, she and Sheree are not in a good place. She and Candy, I feel like there's kind of like a weirdness there, even if they're not fighting with yeah, each I other. Yeah, I feel like they
2: just like, don't acknowledge each other, really. But then
1: <clears throat> it's an interesting to compare with Marlo, because Marlo really, at this point, she's not good with Candy. Mm-mm. She's not good with Kenya. She and Sheree, I think, are fine. They're fine. I want to. Yeah. But I think the fact that she is in such a bad place with both Candy and Kenya could really present a problem for her moving forward on the show, because it sort of feels like I mean, I know Sheree is an OG. We've known her forever, but but she's an oh three take three. (laughs) Right. It's her first season back on the show. I think she could easily stay on the show for several more seasons or she could do one more and then kind of be out again yeah and well i need where, her to
2: do another one because i just need to know why she was right is now crashed down right and she and i know <laughs> <laughs> but so in a way of looking at it i think kenya
1: and candy are really the two most important people on the show mm-hmm. and for marlo to basically be at the door is closed with yeah. both of them it's not a great long-term setup
2: Exactly. And then I like, cause like when Marlo kept on trying to go at Candy a little bit at the beginning of the reunion, it had like, kind of like, uh, be like, why would I produce a show with you? Don't know. And like, I love, I'm like, you know, Andy even really likes Candy and Kenya too, because he was like, no, Candy produces a lot of shows. Like she knows what she's doing with that too. It's like, she's at the most spin-offs of anything. And like, she's always working and like making new stuff. So I realized like, I think Marlo's also starting to realize the foundation she's attacking them on is falling flat. Mm-hmm. And that the wounds are a lot deeper, because even after Marlo had the really emotional moment in the reunion, which was right side, Kenya didn't, was kind of just like, this is not, I, this is doing nothing for me.
1: Yeah. And I think with the Candy business aspect mm-hmm. of it, it's like, Candy might not be the one making decisions when it comes to Housewives. You know, she's not a producer yeah. on this show. She's not making the casting decisions. But she's certainly, more than anybody else on this franchise, more than maybe anybody else in the, on Bravo has her hand in a lot of different projects, a lot of different pots. And I think being on good terms with her would really have potential to open up doors for you. It's like a rising tide lifts all boats, but Marlo right now is like, She's not. Uh, she's not like tethered to Candy's boat. She's no. like off in the Bermuda Triangle.
2: She's on a. <laughs> she's so... on a. She's on a life like uh, holding onto a life jacket. Like someone, someone help me.
1: Yeah, and I think it's tough because watching Marlo be so open and emotional about her past and her experience with foster care and everything that happened with her parents. Like, I feel for her so much in that side of things. And I understand why she has a lot of kind of residual relationship stuff from that. But I think it's hard because watching her season after season and especially this season in a full-time role, it doesn't feel like she's setting herself up for success in these relationships. And then, yeah, maybe she doesn't feel like the women value her or put her in the place that she deserves. But she's not really helping herself out to get that respect.
2: It's the thing too, and I feel like Kenya even kind of referenced this after uh, Marlo was talking in the reunion. It's like I, the part that she would have liked more, and I feel like a lot of viewers would have liked more because like we've seen Marlo have some fun drama. We've seen her be funny, but like the housewife, like getting her the full edit of like a housewife, I would have loved seeing more of the emotional stuff happening throughout the season versus it all now because now it does feel like, it just kind of feels like, okay, well, you're doing this, but after you were like so ruthless to everybody. So it explains it, but it makes it harder to like it can justify, but it doesn't like erase all the stuff you were doing with the ladies too. And I feel it kind of makes people think like, oh, she was just like being k extra chaotic because she got the peach for the first season, which like probably is true, but doesn't really make people be like, Oh, I li- like, oh, I I want right. her to maintain more or oh, I'm gonna help her out or anything like that.
1: Right. When she said the thing about running away from home at 10 and okay. Andy had to be like wait go back what what did you say about that and then right. it was this whole story that at least from my recollection we've never heard never. most of that story before we knew there was some some trauma in the past but and then when when Kenya says that Marlo, as a housewife, didn't live up to her expectations. Mm-hmm. And she the reason she gives for that, I mean, of course, they're just like not friends. So I don't think Kenya yeah. was gonna say anything nice about her. Just... But she specifically says, like, you had this opportunity to sort of show a deeper side of you as a person, and instead you came and mm-hmm. kind of trashed these friendships. And I mean, yeah, I didn't I didn't think Marlo had as awful of a season as some people have said, like I still enjoy her her. for parts of it, but I do think it does feel kind of like a missed opportunity that we're getting all of this at the reunion and that these relationships with candy and Kenya are already kind of too far gone. It's like you could have, you could have channeled the energy a little differently during the season. And you Mm -hmm. might be in a very different place at the reunion.
2: A hundred percent. And then it just because even Sheree, who was on our side, was like, oh, I never heard this story or not to this detail or anything like that. So it kind of just is like coming out of nowhere for a lot of the ladies. And it's like also hard because I feel like so much of it, they're just like, "Okay, but you were still very like cruel to me. And I did not uh, like it. I know like they don't even want to like they don't discuss it anymore. But like when she was like so mean to Kenya about like her mom and everything like that, like I feel like there's just such deep rooted stuff that they need to like really spend time cleaning the soil with and everything like that to like kind Mm -hmm. of like uh help each other out but i think it just is (laughs) so long gone which is hard because i do love my kenya kenya is my kenya more hair care is my girl so Uh. i'm always gonna be i'm always gonna lean to her now streaming only on disney plus my
0: name is taylor welcome to the Eras
1: tour experience
2: taylor swift's record-breaking Eras tour Swift Vieira's tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney Plus.
1: Let's talk about Sheree.
2: Oh gosh.
1: So we do talk a little bit about She by Sheree, of course, and um, Andy asking about it taking 14 years. And Sheree does clarify that this whole time family was her priority. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes the fashions had to get put on the back burner. You know.
2: And it's like, okay. I love when she was like, <laughs> no, like my kids. He's like, well, they aren't full grown. <laughs> her kids are both,
1: and they're not even like, they're not even like, oh, it's just, they they just turned 18. Now they're, they're not kids 20. anymore. Right. Her kids are in their 20s. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they, like they are adults. <laughs> like she went on Tierra's podcast like she Yeah, that. yeah. Like yeah,
2: that's right. What are we doing here?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point I think there's there's only so much that you can harp on her for the yeah. fact that it took 14 years and you finally had fashion. It's like, "Yeah, we, we we know, we know." But sometimes she just doesn't help herself out and when they're talking about Candy talking shit about Shiba Shire on her speak on it show. Oh, yeah. And Sharae is like, well, I never said anything about you and blah 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 blah. And it's like, Sheree, please come on. And she even when when Andy is like, I mean, you all talk shit about each other, she's like, but I, I never I never and it's I, like, what are, what planet are you living on?
2: Yeah. And then that's like Katie started listing them and she was like, I don't know, do that. And it's like you're, Literally we have she was Candy was like, roll the tapes. I hope they are rolling the tapes. And thankfully they did when her and Candy, I mean her uh Sheree and Marlo were shooting on Candy, and then just all the compilation of Sheree all through it. It's not but what made me so sad for Sheree is when Andy was like, So I can go on Sheet by Sheree right now and buy something. And she's like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can't. <laughs> you can't, Andy.
1: And and then when Sheree kind of tries to make it sound like it's worse that Candy was talking shit about Tyrone.
2: But it's like Tyrone was oh. a piece of trash. Yes. And I don't the, and oh well that was the thing. That was Candy talking shit about I felt like talking shit about Tyrone in support of Sheree.
1: Right. And I mean, how many times on this show has Sheree herself called him Lyrone? Yes. Like, we we have not been conditioned to have any positive feelings about Tyrone. And also so she's we,
2: with a new man, so who the fuck <laughs> do you care? She's with a new
1: man who's probably even worse. I mean, yeah. I love how I love how Chirvay's like, well, you know, he's on another show. <laughs> and of course, Kenya's like yeah, he had three lo- three mistresses yeah. and then there was a baby mama and all of this stuff. And Sheree is like, well, when you get to know him, he's nice. So I was like, oh, like girl, we just,
2: I don't care if he's nice. I just want you to be happy. Oh, and I'm an idiot. She by Sheree is back in business. Okay, the shop is back updated.
1: It is. Wait, I okay. So it was a little confusing. I think what they were talking about was at, when they taped the reunion, it hadn't gone live yet. Because it didn't go live until the finale uh, episode aired.
2: No, but, but last week it didn't. It was closed right. for a few days. Okay, right. right. It was
1: live and then it was closed. And then okay. they had put up like a fake error message when you went to the homepage. But if you if you typed in like com slash shop, it would go to the shop page that was working just fine. Ah.
2: Oh. Oh, okay. So she's being a little tricky with it all.
1: Okay. I really got into my IT era last week, um, <laughs> but now, uh, now apparently there's a twenty percent discount code. That's she not by Sheen. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. I just, I, I mean, but even a hundred thirty dollar t shirt with a twenty percent discount is still, still. I mean not that I'm a math girl, but I believe you would get $26 off and it would still be a $105 T-shirt.
2: That's a a literal T-shirt. Yeah, I don't need that at all. And it's also funny too, because I was like, and it just made me laugh so much too. I was like, oh my God, it really was 14 years for Jockers. I didn't know if she was going to add like some dresses into it or, you know, like a pantsuit. It really, yeah. she's, She's doing the athleisure. Right. And I mean, the, the stuff at the fashion
1: show was fun, was nice. It was, yeah. it was oh, I love it, Like the like glittery one or something like that is. Really yeah. It, it looked good, but it's like, it's not Valentino couture that I'm no. like, Oh my goodness. Wow. Like, it still seems like it could be made at what? the clothing at the Shein factory.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it is funny too, where it's like, there are a lot of things like she has like the who to check me boo and everything like that. It's like, those have been on Etsy for a decade now. For two dollars. <laughs> right. You. That's on Redbubble. Yeah. <laughs> like you could just and Google like, it. And I, Sheree, I thought you were selling those on Redbubble because at the Kenya hair <laughs> Haircare event, or that, or there was an event where she's like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna sell my shirts, and it was the Who Gonna Check Me Boo shirts.
1: It was yeah. There was like a years long period where She by Sheree was just a Who going Check Me Boo T-shirt, and it's like, okay, okay, that's just merch. But that is
2: that, that is literally. That is, uh, you know, some some uh Dorinda make it niceness, but yeah, yeah. If
1: you like, if you, if you like Bravo themed merch, just go to shop.betches.com. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot cheaper. Let me tell Sheep you that shop
2: by betches. Oh, a hundred
1: percent. Um, but oh my god, did you see? Um, today is the first day of Miss Sherry Shepard's talk show, and her first guest is Candy Burris Tucker.
2: Oh. Oh my god I did not see their interview was it great I
1: didn't I it was on right before we were recording so I watched I watched Sherry's opening monologue segment and then I had to I had to remove myself
2: I am very excited for that show because it's like such I love her I mean big hour to fill big like and it seems good that she from what I've been seeing with like leading up she's like not she's like it's gonna be a different show than the Wendy show like from when she was guest hosting that and everything like that gonna be its own beast, but I know it's like mainly the same production crew and everything like that, and it's such a good crew there and everything, so I am very excited for it all.
1: Yeah, if you if you are not on Gay Talk Show Twitter the way that Danny and I oh. are, it so Sherry Shepard is replacing the Wendy Williams show. Same. Her premiere was today. Jennifer Hudson's show premieres today, and
2: Jennifer Hudson replaced the Ellen Time, right?
1: No, that's Kelly clark's Oh, Kelly clark's
2: Oh, okay, yes, 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 yes.
1: Okay. So, I mean. Drew Barrymore's big talk show.
2: talk show. It's major. (laughs) This is like, so now give the headphones over to your parents, 20 and 30 year olds that are done listening because they care about the talk shows. Like we
1: do. (laughs) I do love the fact that Sherry's first guest is Candy Burris. Like That's that amazing. to me signals that she is really going sticking with that like Wendy groove of yes. the guest is gonna be somebody from hip hop that you probably haven't thought about in 15 years. Yes. <laughs> but but they have like an iconic
2: beef, and you're like, how's it going? What's the beef? What's happening? Phil, fill us, the fuck it. And I like that she was like, it's not gonna be like the view. It's like, yeah, I'm assuming your show is not gonna be the view, Sherry Shepard, because it's not five <laughs> people shouting at each other about. God knows what.
1: Oh my God. I mean, never, never forget. Last season, even though Wendy was absent from the Wendy show, we got the absolutely iconic Wendy Acefo clip. Am I a Nikki fan? Pull up, Pull up, in, up in, in the, the Sri Lanka. Lanka.
2: I wonder what she thinks about Nikki and Garcelle's beef. Who knows?
1: Oh my God. Really bringing it full circle. Here. Really bring it in. I mean,
2: I, I don't need Michael Rapaport's comment, but yeah.
1: I mean you know to each their to each each their show. own on Michael Rappaport yeah. Big Housewives fan I big, I big appreciate Big fan
2: and uh, you know what he does it's uh, he he's always po- he has he posts like a lot of videos on Instagram so you know if you're ever looking for content it's all there I'm sure Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence will interview him on a podcast really leaning into reels <laughs> Yeah he oh he be reels he be reels would, yeah Would you would you rather
1: watch Housewives <clears throat> with Jennifer Lawrence or Michael Rappaport Oh uh, my god
2: I'm wondering which one will talk through it more Oh, um, you know what? Here's here's the thing. I know Michael has been a Housewives fan for so long. I don't know how long Jennifer Lawrence has been one. I feel like
1: she kind of goes back. I don't know if she's seen every episode of every franchise, but I believe that mm. she, I believe that she knows what she's talking about in you a know, in a New York Beverly Hills context. Okay. I think she knows. Okay.
2: And you know what? She did mention. Scar- I would watch Scary Island with Jennifer Lawrence.
1: I would do that. Okay. And maybe, also, I feel
2: like, I have questions about her.
1: I, I, I want to ask her like, questions. A little bit of, like, an
2: edible situation. That, I, weed agrees with me so little, my literal nightmare hell would okay. be having high with Jennifer Lawrence, because I would just okay. be so overwhelmed. Never I would think them in the Hunger Games. I would, be like, I would be like, Katniss, what are you doing here? And it would not go well.
1: Okay, you but would be doing that, and I would be having an edible with
2: Sarah Paulson. <laughs> oh, okay, there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. Okay, go. Right, 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 right. And then I would be I would be in the other room talking to Holland Taylor. I'd be like, so that new Sherry Shepard show you watching? <laughs> oh my
1: God. <laughs> are, you, are you more a fan of Sherry or J-Hud?
2: <laughs> Holland's like, what? Yeah. I honestly, well, J-Hud, I love that it premiered on her birthday and that she just got the EGOT.
1: I know. But I feel they've
2: done such bad promo for her show. I didn't even realize it was happening.
1: Well, it's hard because I think, you know, you have sherry taking over the wendy show so it's this kind of like succession whereas j-hud it's like oh she's doing okay good and karamo
2: has a show too right
1: oh um (laughs) (laughs) danny it's been so fun (laughs) good night (laughs) and that's our time (laughs) (laughs)
2: lord
1: No, I wish I wish everyone success in their talk shows. Uh, <laughs> I wish
2: everyone. Yeah, God bless. A piece. Yeah, no, a piece for Gretchen Wieners, partial prom queen.
1: Oh my god. Danny, this has been <laughs> so fun, truly. Thank oh you god. for joining me. Uh, tell everyone where
2: they can find you, follow you, listen to yes! you, watch you, oh any god. any of those things. Always a dream. Well, for since you guys are listening to this, you're obviously big Bravo and Housewives fans. Uh so every Thursday, me and Evan from Page Six, we do virtual reality. So it's a quick, like 10-minute podcast where we sometimes have a fun Housewife on. It's on uh wherever you get your podcast, virtual reality. It's also on page6.com. And clearly, you're also a Betches fan. You can hear me every Monday on Not Another True Crime Podcast. And you can follow me at Danny Kazmer with a K.
1: Amazing. Danny, thank you so much for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool, don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sausmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at BravoByBetches on Instagram and Twitter.
2: Betches.